culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your host, and you can follow me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Just Plain Zach, all over the place, even JustPlainZach.com. You can also currently listen or watch me on AfterBuzz TV Wednesdays and Thursdays. Links are in the description below. And stay tuned because this weekend I'm going to be at the Bulletproof Biohacking Conference in Pasadena, tackling the latest and the greatest for Pop Sugar. So be sure to follow me on Instagram to get all the behind the scenes. And stay tuned for a new article on Pop Sugar coming out probably next week about all the fun wellnessy, fitnessy stuff that I'm going to be tackling at Bulletproof. So stay tuned. Um, I'm really excited to be back in studio because I haven't been here since before I left Dallas a few weeks ago. Um, last week's episode and the week before were pre-taped, so I haven't I haven't gotten to see Rena or any of the studio crew since before Dallas. But Dallas was amazing. I was there for Generation Rescue's fourth annual Autism Education Summit, which was awesome. Uh, it just it gets better every year, and this year we had such an awesome killer team, and it was it was so it was great. We had so many attendees, and everybody left feeling so uplifted and feeling hopeful. So it it was just an awesome awesome weekend, spreading lots of awesomeness um, and keeping that going. Today I have a leader in functional medicine, a mind body green contributor and instructor because he's dope like that. And he was also recently featured on Goop, which if you listen to the show every week, you know, I love Goop and I geek out over Goop and I went to the Goop Summit and I can't wait to get even goopier next year at next year's conferences. Um, Today I have on here to talk to me about getting your wellness game on fleek. Do people still say fleek? I don't know if that's a thing. But I'm going to say it today because he's going to talk to me all about it. This guy rocks. Please welcome Dr. Will Cole. Thanks for having me, Zach. I'm so excited to be on the show today. I'm so excited to have you. How are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. What was it? It's been like, what, a week? Yeah, it's been not. It's been too long. But yeah, thank you so much for having me in Dallas. And it was such a blessing to be a part of the summit and just uh, just a great group of people. It really was awesome. I mean, you did well, Dr. Cold, I mean, Dr. Axe did really well. Like everybody, I think the lineup that we had this year was great and there was just such a nice 
synergy. Um, and I saw you got to connect with the families, which was awesome. It was it yeah. was a great it was a great weekend, and I'm glad we were able to have you this year. Yes, thank you. Okay, Doctor Cole, I have to throw my icebreaker questions at you because everybody has to answer these, from the doctors to the celebs. Everybody that comes on has to answer these five questions. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. First question. What's one word your mom would use to describe you? Oh, man. I'd probably say persistent. Persistent. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Give me a fun fact. What's one thing about you people would not expect? Okay. Um, Well, I am a super fan of Real Housewives of New New Jersey. New Jersey. Are you liking the new season? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, I can't believe Danielle Staub is back. I know. It's so juicy. It's so good. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. What is your drink of choice? Probably Zevia's. Are you do you know Zevia's? I like Zevia, yeah. I like the ginger ale Zevia. I like this I like the soda. I like the cola flavored. It's like my like hark in of my childhood days of, you know, having bad stuff like the, the Coca-Cola's and the Pepsi's. And now I have my Stevia sweetened uh, cola drink. I like it. Okay. What's give me an embarrassing moment that you learned something from. Um, embarrassing moment. Yeah. Um, give me I that really humility. Get, yeah. I don't, I don't really get embarrassed that often. I, you know what it is? I, I can say this. It is getting a, a patient's name wrong is uh, that if I if I'm for, for meeting them for the first time and I, I'm good with faces and not so good with names. So I'm really trying to like be more present and really focus on someone's name and try to think of some weird like memorization tool to like associate their face with their name. So that would it's kind of dumb, but that, that would be it. Okay. I like it. Um, if you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? <laughs> well, I do love that show too. I, <laughs> I hate picking favorites, but I probably would say Kim. She seems like she lives a very exciting life. Yeah, I like I love them all, but she'd probably be it. <laughs> have you been to the Bulletproof Conference before? I haven't. I know some people that are going there, but I've not been there. But I need to make it. I need, to, need make, to make, make it, it next year. You were just what at Paleo FX. Yeah, I was at Paleo FX uh, in the spring and, and ke- a couple other things There was a keto, di- a keto conference you went to too, KetoCon? Yeah, KetoCon, KetoCon in, uh, yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah, so, but no, I haven't made it Bulletproof, but Dave Asprey is amazing. So I'll, I'm trying to make it next year. He is. I'm hoping to get him on the show very soon. Hint, hint. He's- People need to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave's awesome. Um, I actually just had a, a, one of their collagen bars on my way in right now. Um, yeah, I'm stuff. into the bulletproof. Do you drink bulletproof coffee? Are you a big coffee person? I do. I, I like coffee. I normally don't put butter in it. I normally just do MCT I, oil. Yeah, I don't do butter. I just do the MCT and sometimes I'll put in collagen. Yeah, same with me. I do the same thing. And I do the same thing. Uh, uh, if you've ever been to Austin, Texas, there's a place called Picnic. Mm-hmm. I have no association with Picnic, but they'll do that. They'll make it. Oh, with I didn't coll- know that. Collagen and MCT oil, you can get like lattes and things with uh, with good stuff in it. I like it because it like keeps me full and it also kind of tastes like there's creamer or stuff in it. I'm normally like a, I like my coffee black if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do coffee, but um, I don't know. I, I I've lately been into the craze because I've been dabbling with intermediate fasting, which I know you've talked a lot about. Yeah, intermittent fasting. Yeah, uh, do and you fast? also. 
Do I fast? Yeah, yeah I intermittent fast basically every day. Every morning until noon, I don't okay. eat. I'll just have like a like a fat, some sort of fat, like a bulletproof coffee or just MCT oil in coffee. And I have been having, which doesn't have any fat in it, it's nut pods. Have you heard of nut pods before? No. It's a great name too. But <laughs> nut pods is this basically coconut milk and almond milk. They have a pumpkin spice like flavor, completely healthy. Ooh. Um, whole 30 compliant, all that good stuff. And you can pour it in your coffee in the morning too, which gives you your little PSL healthy version of it. I like it. Um, yeah. so talk to me about functional medicine. Cause you tackled this at the autism education summit. And so I, there's like traditional medicine and there's functional medicine. And I don't think people really know what the difference is. And I feel like we should be paying more attention to functional medicine. So talk to me about what that is. Sure. Yeah. So most people, when they hear functional medicine, they either do not know what it is at all or they think, well, it sounds like something healthy, but I don't really know what it is. But I like to sort of boil it down to understand the specifics and the main differences between what we do in functional medicine and conventional or mainstream medicine is that, number one, we interpret labs using a, a thinner reference range. So everyone's lab, they have this standard reference range that you get from your PCP or endocrinologist or or, you know, specialist, and they say, you know, from that number to that number, this X to Y range, this standard range, and they're comparing your number to that reference range. Well, we get that reference range on the lab from a statistical bell curve average of people who go to labs. And you have to ask yourself the question, who are people that typically go to labs? They're people with health problems. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that go to their doctor and say, like, I do not feel well. I'm having these symptoms. I don't feel good and I, I want to feel good. And these labs get ran and they largely, if not entirely, come back, quote unquote, normal, even though you know instinctively, heck, I don't feel normal. And you're told, you know, you're just depressed, here's an antidepressant, or you just need to lose weight, you're just getting older, all of these well-intentioned reasons. But if you're going through symptoms despite quote-unquote normal labs, either they're not running the right labs or they're not interpreting the labs properly or both. So if you take people with health problems out of that reference range, what's left is a thinner bracket of numbers where your body is thriving and doing awesome. It's a much tighter range within that larger reference range. So we're not looking for, for just the highs and the lows and the bold fonts, but we're actually looking at where you feel the best and you're thriving. And we run more comprehensive labs. And that's a lot of what we talked about the Autism Education Summit. We're looking at microbiome issues and methylation impairments and toxicity, hormonal imbalances, nutrient deficiencies, a whole laundry list of things based on the case to look at the root issues of why you're going through what you're going through. Um, and then we realize we're all different and there's not a cookie cutter approach to getting well. And what works for one person may not be right for you. So we have to customize healthcare to the individual. So we use food as medicine. We use herbal botanical medicines to deal with these root issues and lifestyle changes, medications when needed to really be integrative, which is another word for functional medicine to the to the individual. So that's my long-winded uh, sermon <laughs> on functional medicine. No, I like that because I feel like so many people like go to the doctor and they just kind of want a magic pill that they think is going to fix everything and they just, you know, they they don't want to do the work or they don't know that they can do the work, you know, to kind of prevent some of these conditions or heal some of these conditions on their own with food or with supplements. Um so why do you think we shouldn't opt for like that convenient magic pill that, that that's supposed to fix everything? It's coming from a doctor. 
Yeah, I think that when it comes down to it, it's there's really is no magic pill. And I think it's the best of human intention, the hopefulness kind of say this thing's going to solve my problems. It's going to be amazing. But most of the time, you know, it doesn't. Uh, we all ultimately aren't sick from a medication deficiency. Yeah. Nobody. Um, and it's like, sir, made, you think she's going to fix all your problems and then she just makes things worse. Yeah, well, not I mean, there's always. no medication out there that doesn't have a potential side effect. So, right. I mean, we're not anti-medication. There's some people that are alive because of medication. But yeah, absolutely. We just have to ask, what is their most effective option that causes them the least amount of side effects? And for some people, medications fit that criteria. But most times, they don't fit that criteria. And people instinctively know, at the very best, they take the edge off my symptoms. But ultimately, what's the root cause of why I'm going through this? That's what I love, is that it gets... It doesn't just mask the symptoms. It really gets to the root cause of what's going on, you know, because it's going to be so different for every person, you know, that you have to figure out what's going on inside your body in order to heal that and treat that. Exactly. Okay. Random question for you. Is getting white hair a symptom of like something? Because I've been like prematurely getting a lot of white hairs lately. And I don't know if that's just normal or like genetic. You're you're a young guy. I mean, I'm I sure know. this genetics play a part there. Um, I think that sometimes it can be a hormonal imbalance of so looking at testosterone levels, making sure that, that those levels are, are healthy. But, you know, without looking at labs, I really don't know. It may just be normal for you, though. Oh, no. Am I just predispositioned to have white hair? <laughs> it ages well, you know, me. But- like uh, Mick, Mick Dreamy and Mick Steamy, all those oh, guys. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they have it. I mean, yeah, like when you are like in your early 30s, I think there's like a sexy aspect to it. But now when you're in your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so talk to me. Why do you think so many mainstream doctors, you know, they look at the functional medicine community, they look at the wellness community, and they're so quick to dismiss it. And they're so quick to to label functional medicine doctors as, you know, as quacks. You know, I see Dr. Josh Axe, and he gets so much flack online for people saying that he doesn't really, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, and functional medicine is all a hoax. You can't really do anything with diet. You, supplements are bogus. Like, what what is your counter argument to, to, to the naysayers? Yeah. Well, most of my colleagues in functional medicine are actually in the mainstream model of care, surprisingly. Uh, so I think there's a growing uh, paradigm shift in the mainstream model of care, born out of necessity. Uh, the mm-hmm. gaping ga- you know, the gaping cracks in mainstream model of care kind of has to happen. Um, but the Institute for Functional Medicine, IFM, they're in the Cleveland Clinic. That's who's trained myself, my team. Uh, so you can't get more reputable than the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, so I think that the naysayers are really behind the times. So they're a dying breed. Um, and they better kind of get with the present moment, which is the fact that people are looking for answers and people are looking and realizing that another medication isn't going to solve their problems. So they're they're clinging fervently to a dying age, hopefully. Um, and I think that people are waking up to the fact that it's a just practically it's not sustainable for the individual because it's not working. But it's not practical from a governmental policy co- uh, country standpoint. We're going bankrupt with our healthcare costs. We have to do something different to see different results. So I think people are naysayers because they really just don't understand nine times out of ten. So when you do, when I see my, when they see my patients getting well, I mean, who can with labs getting better? Who can? argue who could be against someone getting healthier you have to be pretty you know nefarious to be against somebody actually getting healthy 
So do you think like this whole growing trend of, of wellness and functional medicine, do you think that's here to stay or do you think that it's kind of just a trend that's going to, that's going to fade out? Yeah, I don't think health is trendy. I think that the vehicle and the words that we use can sometimes change. Um, but I ultimately think the underlying commonality, it won't leave. I mean, the, the fact that we're getting people healthy won't leave. I think that there will be a dichotomy and I think that there will be, still be the mainstream uh, system that won't change. Ultimately, it may be more cracked. It may be more broken, uh, but it still will be there. There's a lot of money involved and I would be, you know, arrogant to say that that's going to go away anytime soon. What are your favorite trends right now for wellness? I geek out um, over all of this. Me too. I love trying all the new stuff. I love light therapy. I just, oh. I think there was some cool, um, vendors at the autism education summit, like Sunlighten, and there will be some people at the Bulletproof, um, sauna space will be at Bulletproof, I believe. So I love that stuff. Like I, I just so therapeutic. It's non food and it's just like non, it's non physical, you know, exercise too, but it's like this really, awesome modality that can really help with serotonin levels and help with mitochondrial function and detox pathways. I love it. I really love, I, I got a, um, a sauna from sunlight in a couple years ago for my brother and he loves it. And we incorporated the light and the music and it's, I'm like all about the infrared. I think it's awesome. Me too. Yeah. I got, I have a sunlight and a solo system. That's awesome. That's the one I like. Cause that one's like portable. Cause you can actually like, yeah take it and and put it everywhere yeah i know i i, I didn't not... have a lot of room for it uh, a big like wood you know box so i just i like this one because you can collapse it and move it around and now i'm into it is there anything else that you're like keeping tabs on or you're looking at or you're looking to try more uh i love adaptogens which i know that you and i have this common mm. bond over adaptogens but i, yeah, I am uh, geeked I out at just... moon juice over it when you were in la yeah yeah i love adaptogens i could you know, talk about them all so, day long. Talk to me. What are adaptogens? I mean, I know what they are, but for my listeners, what what are adaptogens? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're plant family, like a kingdom of these lovely little plants and minerals and all this good stuff um, that have a common bond. They're all kind of different in their species and where they found in the earth, but they have a common bond of having this balancing impact on your body's immune system and on your hormones and just uh, helping with cortisol, HPA axis, brain adrenal axis for those that don't know what HPA axis is. Basically, it's the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. So it's balancing cortisol levels. So okay. some common ones that people may be aware of or maybe could Google it uh, after the show is ashwagandha. I love um, ashwagandha. And- yeah, holy basil or Tulsi and rhodiola and oh, yeah. pearl, like the actual crushed up pearls and adaptogen too. It's a lot of good yeah. stuff. I have like a big, like a, a how-to guide of adaptogens um, on my website, which I'm sure we can put in the yeah, notes, we but can, it's drwillcold.com. Drwillcold.com, absolutely. I'll link the, the, the adaptogen breakdown from your website. Did you see that Moon Juice now has chocolate adapt, adaptogenic chocolate? I did see that, and I did see that she, Amanda, Amanda. uh, did reformulate some of her moon dust, too, which I want to look into that. It's a lot more potent. So, like, for the newbies that haven't done it before, they have to kind of, like, ease themselves in because it's a lot more potent. 
um, and the, it has a lot stronger of a flavor. But I remember when I walked in and I saw the chocolates and I literally bought them out. <laughs> like I literally <laughs> bought them out. They had a bowl and they're like, I was like, oh, no way you have chocolates. And they're like, yeah, we're just kind of testing them out to see how people respond to them. And I was like, I'm going to take this entire bowl. I'm going to buy them all. And they laughed. And then I was like, wait, do you have any more brain? And they're like, oh, yeah, we have brain dust. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have a bunch in the back. But they like wouldn't bring them out to me. They just allowed me to buy whatever was on the counter but they wouldn't give me more <laughs> like, i was like have to leave now. i was like i'll buy more like it's fine so I, i've probably been there a couple more times to like buy them for my trips and stuff and i clean them out every time I it's so funny i have to get them i haven't been in la since since june so i have to get get out there and get it they're so good i can't wait till they start selling them online and then i don't have to go in i can just buy everything <laughs> online convenience um so talked i feel like i hate cortisol but I, I don't know if I what I've read is just misleading. Ever what I've read is like cortisol is what gives you belly fat. That's my layman's interpretation of cortisol. But is it actually good? Do we need to be balancing it? Why do we need to be balancing it? Talk to me about. So it. yeah, and then that's a good you know topic when we're talking about adaptogens and then balancing our cortisol levels. Um, so if someone has high cortisol, low cortisol, adaptogens, this little plant family that we're talking about, has this sort of balancing impact no matter where your cortisol cortisol levels are. Now, cortisol is not inherently bad. It does get a bad rap, uh, but it's like anything in the body. It's subject to the Goldilocks principle. You don't want too much of it. You don't want too little. So same with any hormone, same with the bacteria in your gut, same with inflammation levels. None of these things are really inherently bad. They're just a balance that's important. And with cortisol, it's not only a balance, but it's the balance at the right time as well. So you want cortisol higher in the morning and then a nice S-shaped circadian rhythm throughout the evening to allow melatonin to come up and you to get a good night's sleep. So HPA access issues or what's commonly termed adrenal fatigue is really cortisol behaving badly. It's cortisol high when it should be low or low when it should be high or always high or always low. You just don't feel well. You feel irritable and hangry and uh, you can't sleep well and you're tired in the afternoon and you need it like tons of sugar and caffeine to like just get through the day and muster enough strength to, to, to survive throughout the day. Um, so cortisol is not bad. It's, it's good for energy and it's actually anti-inflammatory. Uh -huh. So, uh, it's a good thing. You just want healthy balance of it. Okay. Okay. Um, does it, do adaptogens, can they like help you lose weight? I hear that a lot too. <laughs> they help you focus. Like when I think of adap adaptogens, they help you focus and they help you lose weight. Yeah. I would Yay, say that those nay, are good is things. Is it true? Yeah, if, if your cortisol levels are off and it's contributing to weight loss resistance and inflammation can make it more difficult to lose weight, those are two pathways that adaptogens can be a tool. I don't see them as a magic pill, a natural magic pill. They're a tool that you can use. You can't supplement your way out of out of a poor diet. So yeah. food has to be first, but this can definitely be an adjunctive tool uh, in your health journey. Okay, what about maca? I hear like maca gets you like it like really boosts your libido. And I always have people telling me not to take too much maca because then I'm going to be like really crazy. <laughs> maca is another adaptogen. And I feel like it, I'm young it, enough that I don't need extra libido boosting. <laughs> yeah, it can uh, it help with te testosterone pathways. Okay. Um, so maca is another um, adaptogen that we use clinically as well. And I love ashwagandha because it's supposed to like keep me focused. I, I like ashwagandha and rhodiola. Those are my two favorite. Those are what? Good for like focusing and like brain boosting? 
Yeah, exactly. So those are probably some of the most well-researched ones too, ashwagandha and rhodiola. Um, and rhodiola can, for some people, make them a little bit jittery. Um, and ashwagandha is – some people don't tolerate it. They're extra sensitive as well. But most people, they're fine with it. Most people that can tolerate you know, caffeine, they're going to be uh, fine with it. And there's no caffeine in these adaptogens, but it can have this sort of awakening effect where some people are just extra sensitive and they go for more gentle things like maybe holy basil um, or a little bit more gentle. Okay. What adaptogens are, are good to like help you sleep at night? I would say that I actually go for L-theanine, which isn't a true adaptogen. Oh. L-theanine is a really good calmer. Um, and yeah, so I'd go with actually L-theanine for sleep. Okay. I like that. Do, does drinking them, I, I normally take them in coffee. So does mixing them with caffeine help enhance them or does the caffeine like counteract them? Uh, no, I, that's fine. You're saying the adaptogens? No, it's yeah. completely fine to have them in coffee. I make sort of elixirs and, you know, that's where we're talking about with moon juice and other places. Um, the picnic in Austin, they do these elixirs with adaptogens in them. And I, I, I'm a big fan of, um, adaptogenic mushrooms. So, like, um, Four Sigmatic, the brand. And again, I have no association other than these are awesome brands uh, that I'm speaking of. But Four Sigmatic has some pretty, really awesome adaptogenic mushrooms for immune boosting and energy. So uh, that's like chaga and cordyceps and reishi. Those are good adaptogenic mushrooms as well. It's funny because if you if you were like having a conversation on the street about shaga and cordyceps and ashwagandha, like people would think you're batshit crazy. <laughs> I tell my <laughs> friends that all the time. Like people probably think we're nuts. They don't know what we're talking about. But, but once you ever like, seen you know, the Instagram handle overheard in LA, yes, I, I love like that. I don't live in LA anymore, and I feel like I, that is me <laughs> still. In- <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> I love it because I feel like when I go to these other cities and I'm like, oh yeah, and I put ashwagandha in my coffee and they're like, what is that? What are you talking about? Whereas like in LA, there's at least somewhat of a crazy normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now I want to play swipe left, swipe right with you. So I'm going to throw some topics at you and I want to know if you're pro or against. So the okay, first, first one is coffee and caffeine. Cause you wrote an article on this about on mind, body green about caffeine and how that could be hindering your health. So do you say swipe left or right? Is it a friend or a foe? It depends on the genetics. So I know I'm super boring here, but I, it's, I can't make a blanket statement on this, but the gene that you're talking about in the article that I wrote is CYP1A2, which is just this, you know, weird sounding acronym. Uh, it sounds like a Star Trek, uh, robot, <laughs> but the, uh, it is, it's your genes, depending on the polymorphism of the gene, the, the mutation of this gene depends on will determine a large degree of how you metabolize caffeine. So people that are slow metabolizers do not handle caffeine very well. They'll feel jittery and actually have increased problems by drinking too much caffeine, whereas the fast metabolizers get all the benefits of healthy organic coffee and green tea and matcha and all that good stuff, uh, longevity and decreasing cancer and increasing ex- extending life. So it's really down to genetics and epigenetics and what else are you going on basically what works for one person may not be right for you which is really a foundational tool uh, idea of functional medicine i like that um talk to me about the elimination diet i hear that a lot people say you should do it you shouldn't or you should do it or you you know there are different ways to do it or different things that you should eliminate do you think that we could be taking our health into our own hands is that something that we you know can be 
incorporating more? Absolutely. I think that um, another foundational idea of functional medicine is using food as medicine. And Hippocrates, you know, said, let food be thy medicine and medicine thy food. Our body is alive because of brilliant biochemistry. And the foods that you eat instruct your biochemistry, instruct instruct your microbiome, instruct your metabolism, your genetics. Um, so, yeah, it's and there's so many ways to do the elimination diet. But basically, the idea is removing the most inflammatory foods for a while and then slowly reintroducing them to find out what works for your body and what doesn't work for your body. And that is part of my job as a functional medicine practitioner to kind of find that out and really customize a food plan based on the individual. Um, and we have patients around the world. That's typically what I'm, I'm working on is food primarily and then really getting their labs looking great. There's a lot of ways to do elimination diet. And the downside to that is that some of them can be really unsustainable for people and they get really disheartened and dis discouraged on their own because they're like, what the heck? I'm this, I'm, I'm I don't know what side is up because yeah. I don't even know if I'm doing the right thing for my body. So my job, at least I try to is to create some clarity and certainty for the individual. I like that. Um, talk to me about genetics and whether you're pro or against this idea, this common idea um, that genetics just dictate our health. Like that's it. It's cold cut. Whatever you're, the genes that you're born with are, are what you're born with. Yeah. And that is definitely the view that it has been around for a long time. I think that you know, if your mom had it, your dad had it, you were just predestined to get these things. Um, the research shows today, you know, the Okinawa study that and the Danish twin studies and other studies done on epigenetics and genetics is showing that the majority of how long that we live, about 90, over 90% of how long we live is due to the choices that we make, not our genes. And the choices that you make are constantly and dynamically instructing your genes how to be expressed. So the foods that you're eating or not eating, your stress levels, your exposures to toxins, your exposure to toxins, your sleep, your physical activity, all of these epigenetic environmental lifestyle tools uh, are constantly and dynamically instructing your DNA how to be expressed. So I would say that, you know, for most people, the, it's your D DNA is not your destiny. And obviously, there's some rare cases where there's genetic disorders where they asked for none of it and they chose none of it. And I'm not talking about those cases. But the majority of people in the United States and around the world, um, these chronic health problems are reversible and improvable and manageable through lifestyle modifications. I like that. Closing question. If you could go back to your early 20s, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself or wish someone would have given you at that period in your life? That's a good question. Um, I would, I'm still learning it now, but it's really just trust the process and be present. And I, that's something I'm still teaching myself now, but I'm better than I was 10 years ago. It's hard. It's a hard lesson to really fully accept to kind of just let go and trust it. Exactly. I'm into it. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Cole. Where can people go to learn more, book a consultation with you? Yeah, we're at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. We have video classes on the website to learn more about functional medicine. We have free uh, webcam and phone health evaluations to get a functional medicine perspective on their case. And we drop ship labs wherever you're at and kind of get people personalized functional medicine care wherever they're at in the world. I love it. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Cole. And everyone needs hey. to go and check out drwillcole.com and follow him at Dr. Will Cole. I will link everything in the description below. Don't forget to go and check him out and check out his article on Goop. He's also written for Mind Body Green. He's done some videos for them. Like, he's just tearing it up. I promise you, he's somebody to keep an eye on. Thank you guys so much for listening to Hashtag No Filter. Don't forget to, don't forget to subscribe and listen every Wednesday on iTunes. Leave us a nice review because you know you love me and you want to. Um, don't forget to follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms. Don't forget to check me out on AfterBuzz. Read my articles on Pop Sugar. All the links will be below. And get ready because there's an all-new episode of Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter coming at you next week. So get ready for it. Hit that subscribe button and I will talk to you later. Bye.